Guys, welcome back to Going Deep with Brett English. I'm joined with Jake Loretto himself in the studio from The Breath Movement. And um, thank you so much for coming down, brother. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate your time. Can, can I ask the first question is, how did this all come about for you to get into breath work? So, very bit of a journey, to be honest. Um, I basically fell into it because of, because of my own suffering, my own pain. And, you know, when you get to that point of um, nervous system overload and anxiety and um, all these things that happen to a lot of us, you yeah. start searching for ways of trying to get yourself back on track. Mm. And I guess my journey in particular um, was a big lesson for me um, because I wasn't, I guess, awake to my personality traits, awake to um, stress and the nervous system and any of that mm. sort of stuff. I was, you know, just an average sort of guy, I, I would say, you know, tradesman. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting paid to play sport. I was partying with my friends, traveling the world, mm. but had personality traits that, you know, weren't really serving me. But I didn't know that at the time because that's just who I was, you know, yeah. and that's the person I'd always been. So what happened is uh, one of those personality traits was me being a, a really massive commitment phobe. Mm. And when I met uh, my now wife, you know, I fell in love with her. And usually when you fall in love with someone, you have to commit mm. to some aspect. And that was sort of the last piece of the puzzle for me, which um, sent me over the edge and my nervous system to um, hit home to me to, I need to start, mm. you know, looking at things. And one night in particular, I basically started having panic attacks just, wow. just randomly. And uh, whenever I would see my partner i would be having these panic attacks so i actually became allergic you could say allergic to her wow. um, i was so my nervous system was so scared that um of commitment and as an adjunct to that of being rejected by her and wow. uh, being abandoned that my nervous system was trying to figure out a way of me escaping this whole situation wow. you know um so I started getting panic attacks. I started getting really bad anxiety. Mm. And the anxiety itself, I mean, you look at, you jumble the letters around in anxiety and you get any exit. <laughs> and that's what my body was trying to do. It was trying yeah. to exit from a situation mm. that didn't feel safe. Didn't feel safe because I felt like if I got rejected, my world would end. Mm. All right. So, um, yeah, that led to depression. Uh, lots of other things, agoraphobia, I couldn't leave my house. And I tried everything to help myself. Yeah. You know, I, I, you name it, I did it. I did every alternative medicine, um, you know, kinesiology, uh, homeopathy. Um, I had an exorcism from a local church because I thought, oh, there must be a, a, demon. a demon in me for me to be yeah. feeling like this. Mm. And nothing really helped you know i was wow. ordering every supplement under the sun to thinking that it was a bodily issue yeah. um, getting excited when a new supplement would come because all the forums would say this will help you yeah and it never did it never did and i used the example of i guess water uh, my life was like i had water underneath my nose and i was having to control everything around me mm. to make sure that there would be no waves no wow. stresses 
because as soon as the waves would come, I would be drowning again and I would be at the bottom of the pool and it would take me a lot to, to essentially get out of the pool. Wow. Eventually I would get out, I would somehow manage to get back out and I would get stable again. Mm. But every time I would come out, I would have more things going on with my mind, more strange happenings in my life that I needed to control in weirder ways. Um, and in particular, the last time was um, my mind, I was watching, or well, the news was on and someone had killed someone on the news or someone, whatever happened. Mm. And my mind went, you could kill someone. And my soul was like, whoa, what, what was that? Because there is a difference between your mind and your soul. And you can recognize that through thoughts or feelings? Yeah, well, you can think of it like when you go for a run even. Mm. You know, your mind is the one that's saying, hey man, you ran yesterday, you, can, you should stop. This is, this is, you know, you just walk. You've done so well, mm. just walk. But your soul is the, is the driver. Your soul mm. will keep pushing you through. Mm. So there was this chatter. My mind was saying this thing and then my, my soul was like, I don't know how I'm going to manage dealing with this thought pattern because yeah. it became repetitive. Um, all day, every day, it was just going, you could kill someone. You could kill someone. It was fixating on that. It was fixated because yeah. there was obviously some sort of um, trauma around that to some degree, maybe a lack yeah. of trust within myself. True. Was that like um, when you're sort of contemplating your own darkness in a sense? Mm. You are capable of killing someone. Yeah, absolutely. And human beings are capable of horrible things given yeah. the right circumstances. But um, what else did you do to sort of deal with, with those thoughts? Like what was... So at that time with those thoughts, I very, I, I was just struggling because I'd already mm. tried so many things. Yeah. And, you know, I would be doing the dishes and these thoughts would be going. I would be playing with my niece and nephew and my mind would be going, you could kill someone, you could kill someone. It wasn't telling me to go and do it. Yeah. It was just this, it was almost like I had no trust for myself deep down. Yeah. And it was saying, you could do this. And then my soul was, was trying to fight that. And when you, when you have this fight, it becomes, mm. you know, bigger than Ben-Hur. Yeah. And I ended up reaching out to someone. Well, at that point, I suffered long enough and I was like, I, I need to end my life here because I can't live like this. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, kinesiology was what actually stopped this thought yeah. pattern. I specifically remember um, the moment that it just disappeared. And I was like, wow, mm. okay, I'm back. That's, that's good. That's a nice step you know, yeah. in the right direction. But I still had an overwhelming nervous system where, you know, I couldn't eat food. I didn't eat for weeks at a time. I was getting hospitalized, all sorts of things. Mm. And I reached out the last, the last time. It was my last little, you know, if this doesn't work, then, yeah, I'm going to have to check out wow. um, to somebody. And I said, I've done all your juice fasting and your water fasting. I've, I've got a healthy body. Is there anything that you can help me with with my mind? And he said breath work. And mind you, this was 10 years ago. So breath work now... You know, it's quite accessible. There's quite a lot yeah. of people. It's quite known. Ten years ago, not so much. You know, very fringe. You know, mm. maybe little hippie ladies running breathwork groups. It, yeah. yeah. So I reached out to someone who was a psychotherapist who was running a retreat over east. I took myself on this retreat. Um, I was took so much Xanax and Valium to get there because I couldn't leave my house. And here I am having to get on a plane and fly over to a place with no safety, no person with me. Wow. So it was, it was really scary it's for me solo. to do that. Yeah. Wow. And it basically, it wasn't a cheap retreat. You know, I think it was 
upwards of $9,000 to go on this retreat. And mm. that was all the money I had at the time because I wasn't, I wasn't working because I was yeah. struggling so much. And I had everyone telling me, don't do it, don't do it. Really? You know, this is your last money you've got, don't do it. And I just basically said, look, if I don't you know, turn every rock over, then I'm not gonna be here. So True. I went on this retreat and I did my first breath work session and I thought I was healed. Wow. No word of a lie. So the first breath work session, I had no anxiety. I had no panic attacks. I, I didn't have another panic attack from that first session onwards for the rest of my life. I still haven't had one. Um, I, had no I felt like I had no depression. Mm. You know, I was ringing up everybody. My wife, or she wasn't my wife at the time, it was my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, my mom, I'm like, I'm, I'm back. I've yeah. got another six breathwork sessions to go. This is, this is, I don't know how good I'm going to be at the end of this. Wow. Having a very little understanding of breathwork at the time. Um, when I left the retreat, normally people will be hugging and very loving and let's catch up. And I was mm. stuck in my room because I couldn't leave. You know, I was, had so much anxiety again that I was panicking to, to leave the retreat and say goodbyes. So again, I took Xanax and Valium and, and headed home. And what I did is I just held on to that first session. Mm. That, that sort of ignited hope again yeah, in me. The possibility. Yeah. And I was like, even if I can attain that feeling again one more time, mm. that would... That would be amazing. So mm. because there, again, weren't any breath workers, well, not that I could find anyway, I just started doing sessions at home by myself, mm. just big cathartic breath work sessions. And um, by the time I got to 20 sessions, I was back at work. Wow. You know, I, from someone who couldn't leave their house. Only cathartic that you were doing? Yeah, I was doing full trauma release breathwork sessions Which by just, myself. Is that the, the, the mouth breathing only yeah. continuously? Yeah, okay. so conscious connected breathing, yep. nice and deep. Mm. Um, and my personality is uh, do it as fast as you can in the most, you know, I've got, if you've got a goal, just smash it. Smash it. So I was actually doing most of them in a hot bath. Oh, wow. Because the intensity of the heat actually activates your nervous system oh, more. Wow. So, yeah, it allows you to reach. Um, or activate your trauma a little bit quicker. Cool. So I was doing consistent hot bath um, mm. breathwork sessions. And yeah, 20 sessions, I was back at work. I still had anxiety, mm. but I could function now. It was like the water wasn't here, it was here. Mm. So I could navigate, you know, talking to people. I could navigate going to work, still having this anxiety, but um, able to function. Mm. And then by the time I got to 20, I was like, you know, I was eating again. I had no issues wow. eating. And I was like, this is changing my life. So I've done it forever since then. Another 20 sessions. And um, I was, you know, traveling again. I was mm. catching, catching planes. Um, another 20 sessions, I was buying a property with my partner. All this stuff, wow. big commitments that yeah. I would never, I was too petrified of, of doing. What do you feel was happening internally during these sessions to, to have these amazing results on your life in, in, within a fairly short amount of time? What do you mean? Like, what do you think was happening in your body oh. when you were doing these sessions to give you, to free you from anxiety, to mm. help you level up and to fix your nervous system? Yeah, it's just releasing these long-held patterns and um, unprocessed emotions that have been stored in the body. Mm. 
you know, I never had any real acute traumas growing up. Yeah. You know, I couldn't say, hey, this was really traumatic for me, this event that happened. Mm. But it doesn't, you know, trauma isn't relative to your trauma is bigger than my trauma. Yeah. And my personality was more that I was just, I would hold on to things. You know, I was mm. a, it, it happens a lot with people pleasers. You know, people yeah. stepping over your boundaries consistently. Mm. Yet I am just allowing them to do that. You know, getting hurt, not discharging, not speaking up. Mm holding it all in and our nervous system can only hold so much of this emotional energy yeah you know there's only so much that it can hold before it becomes over overflowing mm. and um and yeah i as i said i've been doing breath work ever since and you know my life is i'm, I'm a completely different person to who i was before i even started yeah breath work you know it's my personality growing up, I'm, you know, I had low self-esteem. Now I'm, I love myself. Yeah. You know, I had um, fear of getting rejected. I don't have that anymore. Mm. You know, all these personality traits that I thought, oh, I just have to deal with this stuff because this is who I am. Yeah. It's not who you are. Mm. And I know that because I've, I've changed so much. Yeah. You know, and I've changed so much without having to change my mind without having to change my thought processes. Mm. You know, I've just integrated my, my wounds, my unprocessed emotions, mm. and my mind has naturally changed with them. Wow. Because for me, I believe that the mind is a symptom of your nervous system. Mm. You know, this is why a lot of people who go down the Western medicine route, like psychology, and well, while I do believe in it, um, mm. it's good to get an understanding, you know, if you really want to change your life, you have to, it's, it's all in the nervous system. Wow. You know, and with the mind being a symptom, people of the nervous system and your feelings, you'll notice that the more intense your feelings are, mm. the more intense your mind becomes because it's trying to suppress these feelings. Yeah, it's yeah. like stronger and stronger and stronger, the protection mechanism. Absolutely. But in fact, it's just holding all this emotional yeah. trauma down. But breathwork allows you to release that. Correct. So mm. if you don't have, let's say you had a broken heart, mm. you know, you, you fell in love with someone and they broke your heart and you didn't mm. process all of that grief and that loss. You just carried on with life and, you know, met another person or mm. whatever. Everyone deals with things differently. Yeah. You're carrying that energy with you. So the next time you meet someone, mm. you can't fully step into that relationship because you have this wound which thinks they're going to do this again to me. True. And when that wound was created, a piece of your personality was created to stop mm. you from feeling this again or to stop this yeah. um, heartbreak happening again. So you might find that you will step into a relationship and you may be starting arguments that you never used to mm. when they would get close to you or however it manifests. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But if you integrate that wound... Mm then there's no need for this piece of your mind, this, this personality to even be there mm. because you feel safe in love. You yeah. feel safe in yourself. And I just say that from experience because yeah. my mind was, it was crazy. You know, I was yeah. analyzing everything. I was trying to control everything. I was mm. 10 steps ahead in every situation because I did not feel safe in life. Mm. And all I have done is released and discharged my nervous system. You know, it's still a lot more to go. Yeah. But through just doing this work, 
my mind has softened. Mm. My personality has changed. I've become much more of a um, yes person and more optimistic person. Mm. You know, I look, I look at Facebook memories that come up from years ago and I'm like, wow, I was mm. so negative. You know, yeah. I, I was so negative. And now like my whole outlook on life is just completely different. Mm. It's almost like you've literally become, been reborn, yeah. as Judas would say, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, breathwork, you know, another name for it is rebirthing. Yeah, it's you know? interesting. Because you can relive your, your own birth trauma, but you mm. also are, you know, you, you're becoming your, your own alchemical midwife, essentially, mm. because you are rebirthing yourself through a session to a new version of you. You know, mm. and if you keep doing that and doing that and doing that and doing that, you your life just becomes incredible and you attract the most amazing things in into your world mm. you know as i said um you know we have our soul and we have our mind and our soul always wants to expand it yeah. always wants to reach out it wants to challenge you it wants to grow mm. but our mind keeps us safe and it says no it says that's yeah. not safe that's not safe you know it's like your mind is a is a vine that's wrapped around your soul and True. you can't hear your soul and even if your soul does speak you don't trust it mm. you know and your soul is your intuition your soul is all about feeling yeah. yeah and each time you do a breathwork session you're just cutting that vine and then your soul can speak a little bit more mm. and it can attract things into your life that you deserve you know you True. become um happy and you become you know content with your life and yeah. your life's purpose starts to shine through i got a lot of questions for you in that story yeah and um the first one is what do you think it is about love that brought up all that within you because it sounds like before that you weren't suffering from the intensity of panic attacks and anxiety as mm. you were when you after you met her it was definitely the fear of I, I really love this person you know i don't mm. think i had been in a relationship where i felt that this person was the one for me mm. and it wasn't so much um the love aspect of it it was more the fact that mm, the wounds that i carried all revolved around being rejected being abandoned mm. um not being liked uh all these kinds of things you know, yeah. and me, you know, as you de develop into a relationship, you get closer and you mm. give yourself more and you give yourself more. And, you know, it's scary when you're carrying all those wounds yeah. because they're constantly getting activated, wow. constantly in fear of, am I going to say something wrong? And they're going to see me for who I am without mm. my mask on and say, no, you're not for me. Yeah. You know, when I was when you're so heavily invested in it. Mm. So, yeah, through, through discharging my nervous system, you start to love yourself again yeah. and you become strong and you know that you can fully step into love mm. and if it doesn't work out, you're okay. You have the resiliency to hold yourself, mm. you know, and move through that pain. Yeah, it's almost like love brings up all that's not love within you, all that needs to be looked at. Yeah. You become so much more self-conscious of everything absolutely and she supported you through this whole whole oh, time man she's my queen mm, you know amazing. the whole time you know and there was a quite a big age difference between us so she was 21 and i was 26 at the time mm. so you know she was just starting her life i'd already yeah. been through a lot of 
you know, partying and mm. um, working and doing all these kinds of things. But I, I was like, you know, you need to go and enjoy yourself. Don't You don't need to be looking after me and mm. um, making sure I'm safe because it was, you know, not enjoyable. And she would come home and I'd be crying all the time and, yeah. you know, I'd be at home all day just on my phone, head just going constantly and, mm. you know, her having to take me to hospital if I, my body at one point wouldn't stop tremoring and hospital right. thought that I was on drugs and it was just my nervous system actually discharging. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I have started to get that recently. Yeah. Where just doing some heart meditations or sitting down to the right and I'm like, yeah. I'm cold. Like I'm yeah. shaking, but I shouldn't be cold. Yeah. It just feels like something's exiting my body, but it is all triggered from the emotion of love or feeling into love and getting into the heart. For me, it is anyway. Mm. Um, I want to jump into the story of your breath work I did with um, Alex Waters. Yeah, of course. Um, I remember walking in into the room and then I was looking at you as you were talking and I could see like these two white lights behind you. It seemed like there was white lights behind, like almost like angelic or spirit or something. I was like, whoa, that's really interesting. It's going to be a, a powerful <laughs> session. And um, the energy in that room was just beautiful. Like I've been to a few different other places for meditation ceremonies and breath work, but this mm. had a sort of charge in the atmosphere. Um, do you have any experience of working with spirit or working in with energy or anything like that, or is it just comes naturally? Um, I set the space and I yeah. call in the directions and the energy of the space and I invite mm. in um, energies that have unconditional love into the space. Mm. Um, I do believe this world is energetic. Yeah. Um, I've had too many instances where, um, you know, <laughs> strange things have happened that yeah. you can't explain um, with energy and yeah. beings and all sorts of things. Mm. Um, and this world is is energetic. It is magic. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got so many stories that I could tell where, um, a bit similar to yours, where your breathwork session sort of started before mm. you came to your session, yeah, walking on like the beach, I, I believe, was it? Yeah, I was at the beach and finding a hair tie and yeah. my sister and then feeling the emotions of her passing, mm. coming through and then actually having a conversation with her and then getting a message and then moving back into the trauma release. Yeah. Just like, whoa, like, yeah. it was a full um, journey. That, yeah. that was like the crux of it. And there was things before and after that. It's funny how that, how that works. It's almost, yeah. yeah. Yeah, your soul starts to bring in the what's needed before you even go into a breathwork session mm. and also what's needed after a breathwork session. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've got a story where on this retreat that I was talking about where, you know, I think maybe after my third breathwork session, I was sitting in my room and there was 12 o'clock at night, one, maybe one in the morning and quiet and I couldn't sleep because I had so much anxiety and I was just mm. wired. And I remember reading a Facebook post and they were talking about ask the universe and they'll answer you, you know, and I've never been into that kind of stuff then, you know, I was complete, I didn't even know what breath work was, energy, all that kind of stuff. So, but I remember this, for some reason I remember this. Mm. So I just sat in my room, closed my eyes, you know, one in the morning, complete darkness and I just sat there and I just, as you do in, in times of struggle, you know, you look for a higher power yeah. and I just said, you know, if this is what I'm supposed to be doing, if this is going to help me, please give me a sign. You know, let me know that this is going to work and I will, I will do it. And, yeah, about four seconds later, the guy in my room 
I only had one roommate in there. Yeah. He spoke in his sleep and he said, shut up, everything's going to be okay <laughs> in his sleep. And uh, wow. that was sort of, that was the catalyst for me mm. going, there is more to this world than mm. what we believe, mm. you know, because I didn't say it out aloud. I said it in my head and he spoke a couple of seconds after. Fast asleep. Yep. And my anxiety went mm. away and I fell asleep and I told everyone the next day and the breathwork facilitator <laughs> didn't seem surprised at all. He's like, well, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Other people on the retreat were like, you know, in awe. Mm. But um, yeah, it was, you know, this world we live is magic. And yeah. I do believe there are people that come into breathwork sessions and, and mm. support, um, support people through. Yeah. Because we do carry... A lot of the stuff we carry isn't ours. Mm. You know, Wim Hof, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of him. Yeah. So he calls a lot of our trauma, he calls it uh, the, ans sorry, what does he say? The, um, he, oh, I'll think of it, but yeah, it's something yeah. we carry the energy of our ancestors, mm. you know? So, you know, if your mum had a, a fear or had a trauma happen to her, mm there's a good chance that she will pass all of it or some of it onto you mm. as a safety mechanism because she doesn't want you to go through the same trauma. So yeah. you're already born with an aversion to whatever she went through and that could yeah. be public speaking or, or anything. Mm. You know, so when you go into a breathwork session and you potentially start activating these parts of you, it's not yours that you're activating. Mm. It's in you but it could be your great-grandma's or, you know, it's, it's their energy. So well, maybe they come through, maybe they don't. Yeah, I, I certainly believe that because my, my grandmother had really bad arthritis on her hands mm. and she had some horif horrific upbringing from what I heard in orphanages and things like that. But then my mother has really bad arthritis on her hands and I always looked at it as not letting go, holding on. Yeah. Whenever I've had conversations with her about, you know, trauma, upbringing, things of that nature, of a deeper nature, she would just really very stern shut off and just not want to go there and i really think it's the answer to helping her with the arthritis and the inflammation of letting go but yeah she's just not quite there yet so yeah absolutely and control yeah, yeah. you know leading needing to control everything around mm. you yeah yeah true i got some of that mm. a lot of that we all we, <laughs> we all do yeah yeah wow man i got a lot of questions written down here i gotta get through them um here we go what advice would you give to those people who were sort of toying with the idea of breath work or a little bit afraid or mm. unwilling or heard some bad stories from other different places out there. Yeah, uh, 100% do it. Yeah. You know, this is the body's natural mechanism for healing. Mm. You know, you can, a lot of people get turned off um, because a lot of people tag a lot of ideologies onto breath work. You know, like mm. religious people might see people talking about energy and talking about sh shamanic breath work mm. and it can deter certain people. This is why I guess when I run my breathwork groups, I try to keep it very mainstream as possible yeah. just to um, in, make it inviting for everybody yeah. because at the crux of it, it is just a breathing technique mm. that allows you to access um, holding patterns mm. in your body so that they can finally be felt, so yeah. that they can leave, leave your body and then you can be free of whatever that is, yeah. you know? And... It's so safe. Yeah. 
you know, how can a natural body mechanism be unsafe? Mm. Yeah, that's you so know? true. I've done it? it with thousands of people. Mm. Um, I've done hundreds of sessions on myself, you know, and I've never had anybody, everyone's alive, <laughs> everyone's intact, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it does take bravery. Mm. And you, really need to, you really need to want it. Yeah. Yeah. And what about those people who are thinking about facilitating breath work and learning more about it? Yeah. What advice would you give to them who are just day one, know nothing, but are drawn to it? Yeah. For me, the best way to be an uh, embodied practitioner mm. is to do a lot of breath work. Mm. You know, there's, I know, I know breath work facilitators out there that don't breathe themselves. Oh, really? You know, so it's... Just a career for them, I suppose. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure their heart is in the right place. Mm. You know, we're, a, we're naturally a caring mm. species. We want to help. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's like anything. Like, who do you want to build your house? You know, the person straight out of uni who has all the knowledge, yeah. Or the little Italian man that's built two hundred houses and had five fall over. Mm. You know, I want the little Italian man because he he has the wisdom and the yeah. experience of building. You True. know, so you know, my advice for facilitators is do a lot of breath work on yourself. That is where you're going to get the wisdom of. Yeah where people are at in their session, how to navigate people through their session. Mm. Um, and the more that you integrate from yourself, yeah. the more space you have available to hold other people. Mm. You know, if you're, and this has been a part of my journey. You yeah. know, I used to, when I first started, I still had a lot of stuff going on and I wanted people to have amazing sessions. Mm. I would go in hoping that you would have a breakthrough session but for me, it was because I needed to feel validated still. True. You know, it wasn't so much I wanted you to have an amazing session for you. There were still elements in me that were, I need you to know that what I'm saying is, is true and yeah. I'm not a whack job. True. I'm trying to prove yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And the more you do breath work on yourself and, mm. it, you know, hollow out yourself, yeah. you don't care about those things anymore. And then I go into breath work sessions now not expecting you to have any anything happen because you may not have anything happen yeah. or you may have the most amazing session mm. that's completely changes your life yeah and when you have a facilitator that can hold you with that kind of energy mm. that is that's where the magic happens beautiful yeah what is that art of, of facilitating and holding the space of people because i'd imagine there'd be a lot of different reactions from different people and in light, whether it's anger outbursts or crying and that sort of stuff how do you engage someone who's going through a very traumatic experience or do you not engage at all? Yeah, it's different for everybody. And yeah. this is where, again, hollowing out yourself mm. allows you to feel more. True. Okay, so the most amazing quote that I've ever heard is mm. by a guy called Michael Brown. And I originally heard this quote when I was in my stuff, when I had a lot going on yeah. and it didn't make sense to me. Okay, so he, the quote goes... Um, this work isn't about, uh, what did you say? This work isn't about feeling better. Mm. It's about getting better at feeling. Okay, yeah. so for me, when, and anybody who's going through anxiety and depression and all these, it's like, what do you mean it's not about feeling better? All I wanna do is feel better. What do you mean it's about feeling more? Yeah. I don't wanna feel more. I don't wanna feel any of this stuff. True. But then you realize when you come out the other side of your pain, that you do feel better, 
you know, you do feel good and mm. that is that is awesome. But the best gift out of everything is that you have the ability to feel more because you have the capacity to feel more. Yeah. So you say yes to everything rather mm. than saying no because you're like, hey, I can do that even though it scares me. I can feel all of that. Mm. And then in a breathwork session, you can feel a lot more. So your felt sense with somebody else becomes a lot more in tune. So I could see you in a session and you maybe look like you're in a really deep place for mm. other people. But for me, I'm like, no, he's, in a, he's actually doing okay. Mm. And, and it's just like an intuition kind of thing. True, you're almost like you can feel what they're feeling. Yeah, the and you don't get it right all the time. No one's perfect. Yeah. But it's, it's, the more I've done this, the more easier it is for me to mm. gauge where people are at um, and I put things in place, especially running groups, to make sure that people are safe. Mm. Um, yeah, and there's certain elements that I put in there to know uh, for the other supporters that help me in the space as well. So they have tools mm. to support people going through this stuff. Amazing. Yeah. Now, I'm really intrigued about the stories you, you mentioned earlier about these different happenings that you can't explain or things that are like coincidences or spiritual happenings. Do you have any other that come to mind that... Mm sort of helped you on your journey or synchronistically or just stories you sort of like, wow, I didn't think that was possible. Yeah, and probably my most incredible story um, was I was doing a breathwork session on a training that I did and we actually did a session with a crystal. So our teacher told us to grab a crystal and hold it and we worked with that crystal during the day and we did a breathwork session with that crystal and, you know, I'm Again, at the time, crystals weren't really my thing. Mm. I was just like, cool, let's just see where this goes. It was, it was the most profound breathwork session I've ever had in my life. Wow. So what happened was I was breathing, 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 and then all of a sudden I was... So just backtrack one, one step. So you can have memories and you can have visuals in a breathwork session playing out. Mm. Me personally, I don't normally have those. Mine are normally just physical experiences, yeah. emotional experiences. But this was a very visual one for me. And I was underneath a tree. And there was a big tree that went up and there was a branch that was over the top of me. Mm. And I was breathing under the tree, laying under there. And an Aboriginal man was next to me. And he had a branch. And he was going like, like this over the top of me. And as he was doing this, I was bawling my eyes out. I was in. I, I didn't stop crying. I think for maybe twenty minutes, wow. and it wasn't my pain. It was the pain of him losing his land. It was the pain of the intrusion on his land. It was the pain of losing his family and culture and all this kind of stuff. Wow! And I came out of this breathwork session just just because I'd probably done about eighty breathwork sessions up to that point. And I was just like, whoa, whoa I, I can't believe that that just happened. Yeah. Um, you know, I've experienced a lot of breath work, but I never anything like that. And the next day I went to work and I was working in um, Rockingham, uh, sorry, Fremantle somewhere. And the, mm. the old Fremantle houses have quite high ceilings. Mm. So, you know, there's not a lot of stuff up in there roof space because yeah. you need an extension ladder and all sorts of stuff. So anyway, I set up, got in their roof space and as I pulled my head in there, there was a pamphlet 
and the pamphlet had the tree on it. The tree it had the tree, and it had the branch on the side, and it was a tree for. Uh, sorry, it's a brochure for an Aboriginal uplink centre, and the tree said the wrapped around this thing was uh, wrapped around the tree in words said the healing tree of the for the family spirit wrapped around this tree, and I was just like, this is the tree. How I just had this in a breathwork session and now I've got this pamphlet that shouldn't be in this roof because what are the odds of that what are the odds of that the next day mm. and that um that pamphlet comes to me with to every breathwork group I have I've still got it and that was that was probably about eight years ago now did, maybe did, seven did you years. go to that center and actually see the actual tree I haven't but okay. I think I've I've had this tree come up yeah in so many other journeys for me um, plant medicine, breathwork sessions, uh, shamanic journey, all kinds of things. It keeps yeah. coming up. And I think I've found the tree. Yeah. I, was, I was just online and somehow this tree showed up to me and mm. it's in South Australia. And when I saw it, I wasn't looking for it. Yeah. My heart just sort yeah. of came out of my chest. And yeah, I, during a plant medicine journey, I was told that I need to go Oh, dude, 100%. I need to go to the tree and I need to breathe underneath this tree. Mm, I feel and, that. Um, yeah. Don't know why. And even right now, talking about it, it's, it's like. Yeah. I was just feeling yeah. like energy coming through my body as you were telling mm. the story. I think, yeah, I'd love for you to go to that tree and then make yeah. a little video to make sure you all know that you got yeah, there. Yeah, man. Yeah, That's I'm, epic. I'm excited. We're actually, me and my wife and my little, my little girl are heading over, over east uh, on the 17th. So. When we go through South wow. Australia, it's going to be on the bucket list. Amazing, man. Yeah. Amazing. Let's get to this water. Wow. Do you think that you um, may have had a past life in indigenous cultures or that you may have some blood relations to people who worked on that tree or something inside of your soul that has known this tree before? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not sure. I think, yeah. I think energy play, can play through people. Mm. Stories can play through people who, who maybe vibrate with that whatever took place there. Yeah. Um, because the world is, it's all vibration. Energy, energy is vi vibration, mm. and this, this stuff that surrounds us, you know, we don't, we don't, we take it for granted. We don't realize mm. that we're in something. You know, you go like this, and you can feel it. On a windy day, you go outside and it's blowing against you. Mm. There is matter around us. Yeah. And that, I believe, is what connects us all. Yeah. This is what our, my vibration, my energy connects to yours. And, you know, the more people work on themselves, they will change their density. Mm. And it affects everything. Wow. It affects everything. So that's why I say to people, the best thing that you can do for the world is work on you. Yeah, true. You know, you can't you can't change anybody else, mm. but you you can show up for yourself and integrate yourself. Yeah. So in saying that, I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't know yet. Yeah, I'll share you a story know? with you. One of my friends is um, he was trained by a couple of shamans in South America through rigorous training and that sort of thing. But he came back to Perth and uh, he works with different plants, and they sort of reach out to him. And for whatever reason, Frangipani's were reaching out to him mm. through synchronicities and through ideas and thoughts and feelings to work with them using the leaves and just connect with them during his ceremonies. So maybe like um, that tree is choosing you mm. for whatever reason, even having the leaves or 
something from that kind of tree with you in your ceremonies could bring that energy in and who knows that spirit of that tree could be with you every yeah. session I'm sure it already is yeah no, but, um, I fully believe that I'll be yeah. I'll be collecting some <laughs> some samples that's amazing and, uh, yeah it's it's, mm. it's pretty amazing and that first session you ever had where you thought you were healed and cured um, what, what exactly do you think that was or what happened during the breathwork session when it just clicked was it how, how did that process go what thoughts were arising in your body what feelings were coming up mm. during that first session it was um there were no thoughts okay i cried i cried a lot mm. i had intense tetany so people who don't know what that is it's when your hands can cramp up like this um what does that mean when that happens because i get that on my both feet both hands and i'm just yeah redundant. <laughs> it's you know a lot of people have different thoughts on it um, a lot of people say it's a it's a Difference between the way you breathe, your in-breath and your out-breath. Mm. I'm not so much inclined to think like that, simply because I've seen tetany in so many other instances that don't involve breath. True. Okay, so I've seen, I've seen, you know, friends get tetany when they've had cambo, you know, legs and hands. They weren't mm. breathing any differently, but they went into tetany. I've had um, people in plant medicine journeys get tetany. Mm. Um, you can get this uh, nervous system response. People who, who take certain drugs as well can go into this kind of wow. um, position. So for me, it's a nervous system response. And my first probably 20 sessions were all tetany. Wow. Tetany, 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 tetany. And after that, it just stopped. Wow. You know? And really for me, going. if you look at the, I guess, what you would consider your hands are, this is where you control everything. And a lot mm. of people... I guess who have the need to control everything, yeah. breath work will come in and it will start to integrate these holding patterns in your hands. Hands are so important. You know, this is an extension of your heart. Yeah. This is where you protect yourself. Mm. This is where you create. This is where you connect. This mm. is where you love. You know, so it's so many blocks True. in this kind of area. So, but the beauty with breath work, uh, sorry, Brie, with Tetney is. You can breathe through it. You know, it can be an intense experience, but it does pop. Mm. You know, you'll get taken to a point of surrender and it will dis disappear. And wow. usually when it disappears, an emotion will come through, not all the time, but a lot of the time. Wow. And when that happens, you know, when you breathe through your tetany, um, it can be some of the best sessions you'll ever have. Mm. So that's what happened in my session. I had tetany. I was in incredible amount of discomfort mm. and I just kept going because I was ready to die. You know, I was, yeah. I was in so much emotional pain. I was like, I don't care about this. And it popped and I cried like, like no tomorrow mm. and I felt amazing at the wow. end of it. Um, and that was the first time you cried in a while? That very first time? No, second? I was crying all the time. No. There's, just, there's a difference between superficial crying and accessing the wound yeah. that is forcing you to cry wow there's a difference and you you speak to anyone that does breath work and when they say that they cry they're like this cry came from a different place mm. it wasn't a cry just like i feel sad it was no this is a cry from the soul from the soul mm. yeah yeah wow that's powerful man yeah because that the, you're coming back to my hands i'm really glad you shared that with me because i'm going to really push through in my next yeah. breathwork sessions and, it's all, and the intensity is always different. 
Mm. Um, but there are also things you can do to mitigate how much tetany you get. Mm. You know, a lot of people who get tetany tend to have quite tight traps. Yeah, same. Yeah, <laughs> is that you? Oh, intensely. Yeah, yeah. so, because I've been doing this for 10 years, I notice mm. patterns that form and a lot of people that get tetany tend to have really tight traps. So when they go into sessions, their arms tend to lock like this and their arms go like T-rex. into a T-Rex yeah. kind of position. But because their arms are locked, the energy that you're bringing in with the breath goes into your arms and starts to build, but it can't come back out because you are tight, you are locked. Mm. So bringing movement into your shoulders and contraction as you breathe, starts to dissipate that energy and allow it to come out of the body. Wow. So that's a beautiful way of mitigating the intensity of the technique. Mm. It may still come, but it won't be as intense. Now, when you're doing breath works one-on-ones versus you know, groups, what are the, the big differences in that for, for the experience of the, the person or the breather? Yeah, so one-on-ones, the, the breather is usually on their own journey. Um, they're usually a lot more present with themselves and um, they obviously have the presence of a facilitator to support them through their whole journey. Mm. Um, Whereas with groups, there tends to be a group energy. Um, And other people can open, other people's catharsis can open up other people. So it's like a big energetic exchange. Yeah. Yeah. So someone might be holding on you know, they can feel like tears are wanting to come and they're holding on. And then someone, you know, three people away has a big cry, opens themselves up, mm. and then this person feels then safe True. to let themselves cry. So, and that's the same with anger. And it's the same with, you know, everyone thinks that breathwork is all about these heavy emotions like anger, grief, mm. sadness. Um, but you can have joy, bliss, pleasure. All these beautiful emotions come up in a breathwork session as well because your, you know, your joy can be blocked. Mm. What if you grew up with an alcoholic mother or father and you couldn't show your joy in the house because you would get in trouble? Wow. You know, so that would get suppressed. So you can be in a breathwork session and just be laughing, laughing, mm. laughing, laughing. And you probably haven't laughed like that in a long time. You know, it's the same with the cry. It's a real cry. It's mm. like you can be laughing and it can be an absolute belly laugh and there can be people crying around you and having anger come up and you're just in your own space enjoying your laughter. So it's, yeah, yeah groups are a little bit different to one-on-ones. Mm. Um, can someone like release for somebody else, so to speak, in that group environment? Like someone's energy is attached to someone else and they release it sort of shamanic style, does that happen? Um, No one can do that for another person, it has to be. Yeah, I don't believe so, potentially. Um, I haven't seen it that much. I've had, you can have sessions where you're deeply holding other people through their sessions. Mm. Um, But whereas some people are releasing for other people, I would say the only people that could potentially do that would be people who carry the same energy like a mother or son, mother, daughter, oh, like family members, yeah, yeah, where they potentially are carrying, mm. you know, the same story. Yeah, so you're healing, you know, up, down, sideways, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Have you ever heard stories of that happening, sort of like a daughter or someone in the family 
have healed something and something shifted with someone else without them even knowing it. I've had a few people mention things like that. Yeah. And there's a beautiful book, uh, the quote I said before, Michael Brown, he, um, he's got a book called The Presence Process. And he mm. talks about a story in there where um, a father had his daughter who was only a young, young girl and you know, something going on with the mother and they, the mother put her into a psych, psych ward. Mm. And the father went to Michael Brown and said, what do I do? And he said, you just need to work on you. And he just kept doing breathwork sessions and then the daughter got better, a lot better. So I haven't personally experienced too much of that, mm. but I do believe that it can definitely, yeah. definitely happen. That's yeah. amazing. So it's a good, good, good notion to know that when you are healing, you're helping your future kids and yeah. your parents, siblings all at the same time. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. If you can you know, discharge your nervous system and your, the amount of safety mechanisms that you have stored in your body, mm. then you don't pass that on. You know, you're doing, you're, you're breaking the cycle. Yeah. You know, you're going to be bringing into this world kids who are a lot more empowered. Mm. You know, and it's, it's probably been over the last hundred years that things have really gotten scary for a lot of humans nowadays. Yeah. You know, I, I look at photos of people who used to build the buildings in like New York and stuff in like 1800s. that. Yeah, well, they're just like sitting and having their lunch on these big beams, Steel beams. hanging no harnesses and like, they didn't, there was no fear. Yeah. And now look at us now that you would never catch 95% of the populace wouldn't do that. Yeah, it's almost like humans have this need to overcorrect everything. Obviously accidents happen and people suffer and die from whatever way. But no matter how much safety you have in place, these things are still going to yeah. happen anyway. Just a, a lot of fear. And I see that, um, especially with my, my mother specifically, can be very worrying and always overthinking things and that sort of stuff. And I've got a lot of that in me now. But I'm so glad I have a bit of an awareness to see, mm. to see me overreacting, being anxious. And um, there's so much tools available to people now that just weren't available to our parents. Yeah, absolutely. That makes us really, really grateful. Um, what are some of the practices that you do on a, on a daily basis to keep yourself energetically flowing, but also able to facilitate and hold such vast groups of people? Yeah. So everyone always says to me, do you all have a daily breathwork practice? And I. I don't lie, I don't, yeah. um, because my life now, I feel like I've done so much breath work on myself that my mm. nervous system is generally calm all the time. Wow. In most instances. It always, there's always ebbs and flows, but mm. you know, the median of my nervous system is, is, is like a meditation. Wow. You know? And I still do things that, I enjoy doing, like I do a sauna every day. Mm. Um, I take certain supplements every day just to keep my body healthy what and my mind healthy. Take? Um, I've been taking NMN, um, resveratrol, which are like a NAD plus. The, the drip? I had the drip, which was the NAD plus. So NMN is the precursor to NAD plus. Yeah. And it's basically um, like a coenzyme that has anti-aging effects, oh, wow. repairs the brain, cells, all sorts of things. How so do you feel when you've been taking Amazing. Okay. Really good. Alive. Is this stuff cheap or is it expensive? Um, it is expensive. Okay. Uh, I fortunately have a friend who has a business who makes NMN. You say yeah. unfortunately? No, fortunately. Fortunately. Yeah. fortunately. Um, yeah. So he, he supports me Amazing. with yeah, that yeah. quite easily. Give um, him a plug, man. I'd love to um, ask him. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, 
His name, uh, Transcend Supplements. Transcend Supplements, yeah. okay, cool. I'll look out for that. Yeah. Amazing, and what else? Just, is that just? Um, yeah, so I, then I take, uh, I've ch changed my diet quite a lot mm. um, over the journey. Again, I feel like when you start out on this journey, your diet, your diets change. Now yeah. I wanted to fit in with, I guess, the spiritual community, mm. and I went vegetarian for quite a long time because I thought that was the right thing to do, caring and mm. and all that kind of stuff. And it actually really messed up my my digestive system wow. for me personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, not to say that other people doesn't work for. So I changed my diet, and now I eat a lot more um, a lot more meat. Yep. in my diet and that's mm. helped me quite a lot to, to feel grounded and mm. and it just helped me physically like my yeah. skin and my body and bloating and all sorts of things so i can, I can relate yeah so i take a lot of supplements around that um mm. like organ supplements and beef liver beef liver beef mm. heart oyster mm. capsules nice. um, cod liver oil cod liver um, oil yeah. yeah yeah it's a really Is good that one what they call activator x for the third eye i'm not sure cod liver oil, yeah. i haven't heard of that one um, is cod liver oil also called ratfish liver oil, or is that a different? I'm not sure. I yeah, I don't know, because I was told to have this something called Activator X, and I'm pretty sure it's cod liver oil, and it really helps your pineal gland or your Interesting. glands in the brain, but I want to make sure Interesting. It's, it's got a lot of vitamin A in it, I know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I take that, and I take that with the NMN and resveratrol, mm. because they need to have fats with them to... Fat-soluble vitamins, yeah. Yeah, so... And yeah, I just I live a pretty good life. Yeah. You know, I, I love my life. We we mm. do lots of things as families. We go for rides. Um, we go to the park all the time. We go yeah. for walks. We go to the beach. Like it's it's yeah. a very relaxed yes, I've lifestyle. Seen I live. It looks very beautiful, <laughs> yeah. beautiful lifestyle you got. Yeah, it's awesome. And I could definitely see um, just by looking at your profile. Like, well, this guy's had a huge shift in his yeah. life, which we've just discussed. Yeah. But before all of this, you were just suffering from anxiety and mm. panic attacks. And if you went down the traditional road, you translate you would be diagnosed with anxiety or given yeah. SSRIs and it would not help you at all. Yeah, and I, and I did that. You know, I saw uh, countless psychologists, um, mm. psychiatrists, because uh, I had the OCD thinking and these intrusive thoughts. So I was like, these guys have got to help me get, get rid of this. Mm. And it was, for me, it was just the same, same person telling, trying to, Textbook answer. Textbook right? answer, textbook questions, and yeah. I'm answering all these. I was an open book because I just wanted to get better. And then sometimes I would leave thinking, I don't know if what I said was true. I was getting confused myself because they were mm. digging into things, and I was like, I don't really know, but I need to give you an answer. So, um, so I went on medications. You know, I was on an SSRI for maybe three months. How did that affect you? Um, it. So I've always been a feeler. Okay, yeah. I feel I feel everything. That's why, hence, I probably get anxiety and all these kinds of things. Yeah, and I couldn't feel anything. Mm. Okay, it I just felt beige. Wow, you just couldn't feel any emotion. Yeah, just I felt beige. Yeah, mm. I also had uh, almost like I had Vaseline over my eyes. I still remember it. Like everything went slightly blurry. Yeah, and I remember talking to the doctor about it and he was yeah didn't really have much to say on it he just had no idea yeah and yeah. and for me like i never tell anyone i never dismiss anything that people do with medications or anything because i feel yeah. like it can be a tool for people mm. to get on the straight and narrow it can pull them out of a hole to mm. get them back to 
to life, but it's not a long-term thing. It, yeah. you, you're not living life on that stuff. Yeah. You know, but when you're on it, then start doing your breathwork sessions. Yeah. Start doing them. Because by the time you get to 20 breathwork sessions, you won't need... True. You won't need to be on anything. Yeah. It, it's that potent. You know, 20 sessions is nothing. It's 20 yeah. hours of your life. It is nothing, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's literally nothing and you will get your life back. I've worked with so many people who have, you know, haven't been able to work because they've got, you know, PTSD and they've got... Um, huge amounts of trauma, OCD, all sorts of things. Mm. Some within 10 sessions are back working. You know, it's just... That's amazing. Some people who couldn't even look at me in the eye when they yeah. first come and see me. Mm. And then within 20 sessions, they're at, you know, ecstatic dances. <laughs> you know, it's massive amazing, social man. anxiety and then they're, they're out showing themselves. So, mm. yeah, it's amazing. And stepping into a breathwork session, what would you recommend for people to, to do beforehand? Like um, as far as diet, meals, water, like what's the best way to be or best state to be in going into a session? Definitely wouldn't eat a meal beforehand. Yeah. Um, there is the potential for some people to uh, vomit in a session. Mm. Um, for some reason, it tends to be Chinese people of Chinese origin, for some reason. I don't know okay. if they've got a lot of trauma around famine. I'm pretty sure they do by memory. Yeah. But they tend to actually, as, as an energetic discharge, wow. um, vomit quite a, yeah, quite a lot. Um, so just try not to have too much food, no stimulants, you know, mm. no coffee, um, that kind of thing. Yeah. You just want to be as, as present as possible with what's happening in your body. Mm. Um, you don't want to be have too much water because True. if you if you need to go to the toilet during a session, it sort of pulls you out. Yeah, it's yeah, very hard sure. to to get back in. Yeah. So um, yeah, other than that, you know, just. Be kind to yourself and know that you're safe during a session. Beautiful, yeah. Uh, what was the biggest obstacle that you faced in becoming who you are today and uh, running these shops and public speaking and things like that, that you're doing in these, in these big groups? Yeah, so it's been a constant growth for me. So, mm. you know, with my personality before I started Breathwork, you know, I was always in the shadows, never liked being in the limelight, mm. never voiced my opinion, um, didn't like to be seen. I was petrified of all of that kind of stuff. So as I started doing breath work and slowly starting to integrate these personality traits that I had, mm. you're always met with the opportunity to step through a new door. Okay. So I, my, I believe that life is like a corridor and it's all full of doors. And some of the doors are slightly open Maybe there's a door that already is open that you feel safe to walk through. Mm. But you can only see so much on the other side of that door and it may not feel safe to walk through it. But each time you do a breathwork session, that door slightly opens a little bit more and you can see a little bit more and you feel a little bit safer. Mm. And then eventually you are presented with the opportunity to step through the door. And that's been my journey the whole time. Wow. So it's been integrating myself and then the world, the universe has been presenting me with opportunities for me to slowly step up, mm. slowly step into um, doing groups, smaller groups, one-on-ones, 
and then the opportunity would be hey do you want to come and facilitate a workshop for me and I'm like okay and then that would be scary for me but I would be safe enough within myself to step through that door and then just gradual and gradual and gradual and gradual until you know I'm invited on podcasts I'm being seen I'm running retreats I'm running weekend workshops all sorts of things so it's there's no specific thing you know um, that was the biggest challenge it's just been this constant uh, having to step through the doors you know my biggest thing in the world though which is which is amazing is um, my biggest fear was to have a have a child okay right so that that was my biggest challenge I would say because to me that was the biggest commitment you could ever have you know I was a massive commitment phobe I never had a phone plan I was I was 25 still getting still topping up at the at the news agency you know and I literally was so petrified of having a child because um, of the commitment of having that yeah you know you can't you can run away from anything else a marriage um, debt whatever sure. but for me having a child I would never run away from them mm. and that took me a lot of sessions, a lot of breathwork sessions for that door to slightly mm. feel safe enough for me to step through it. Yeah. And I don't believe that you're fully able to know that you're safe until you step through the door. Right. So I felt safe enough to have a baby with my wife, mm. but until she was in my arms, that whole first week, I was incredibly scared. Yeah. And then after that first week, I was like, oh, this, I'm safe. Mm. This is okay. I, I can yeah. be here. Was, was the fear um, that was coming up for you, the fear of wanting to run away or the fear that you couldn't provide or the fear that you would somehow traumatize the child or was yeah. it unknowns? For me, it was, I, I feel like my, um, I guess my father wasn't there for me. Mm. And I grew up constantly saying, I'm, I'm not going to be, like that i'm going to be there for my kid yeah i'm going to be there for my kid and it's not to say that he was wrong he just had his own stuff going on um but because i kept repeating this almost like a mantra i'm Mm. not going to be like that yeah it became something it became you what if i am what if what if i what if i am you know so um that was the whole instigator behind that and the more Mm. you tell yourself this and repeat this this thing Mm. you know the bigger the beast true so there was a lot more to uncover um to to come yeah to come out of that and how did having a kid change you as a man oh it's been the most incredible gift in the world Mm. um you know having a child is is challenging at times especially a child who i think we were talking before the podcast you know she carries a lot less trauma than maybe other kids now which Mm. means she is a lot stronger within herself and stronger willed Um, but she's also beautiful and loving and Mm. so heart-centered at the same time and it's an amazing reflection you know kids are a reflection of where you're at Mm. and she's constantly reflecting me that i have more to do and there's more areas that i can step up to be a better father yeah. You know, like it never ends. I want to be the most amazing father ever. I want mm. to be the most amazing person ever. Yeah. So 
having a child there and being able to guide them with you know the wisdom and lessons that I've learned in this life mm. is um yeah I'm looking I'm enjoying it and I'm looking forward to being able to share that with her beautiful well where do you think you're going in your in your next step do you sort of plan the next sort of five years or do you just allow things to unfold or do you feel a calling in your soul to move towards a certain area whether yeah. that's service or family or um so for me I've never swam against the river I've always just kept doing my work, keep breathing myself, and mm. the opportunities and the doors open for me. Mm. Um, but the next sort of evolution is uh, probably creating a breathwork training. I've already started that. Um, just to, I want it to be a real embodied training, in-person training. Um, there's a lot of stuff going online at the moment, and I feel like some of that can potentially lose the heart in, yeah. in, in what you're trying to do and what we're trying to achieve here. Mm. Um, breathwork is so much about safety and the connection between a facilitator and yeah. the people breathing. And I just feel like that can sometimes be missed online. 100%. So I'm working on that. And you know, me and my wife's uh, big vision, big goal um, is yeah, to have a, to have a wellness center somewhere Beautiful. and mm. have community, you know, have people drop in, live mm. on site, and, yeah, just live a beautiful, connected life, as we all yeah. should, yeah. you know. But having that wellness centre, you'll just meet so many beautiful people and yeah. um, really be able to help people, you know, mm. and have consistent uh, facilitators coming in and just providing for the community. Mm. That's, that's our big goal. Yeah. Is there any country or place that you're drawn to, to go travel to or to go to or to set up your healing? Yeah, well, that's is where we're at at the moment is mm. we are, we're not settled on anywhere. Okay. Uh, we're, even this tra trip, we're going up to Queensland where, you know, we're going over there to, mm. to scout, see if we like any areas. It's more like a, um, yeah, I guess a, a mission just to see if something draws us in. Yeah. You know, me and my wife were... We live in Mandra. We love Mandra. Mm. We think it's the most beautiful place to live. Yeah. But we know it's not for us. True. And we were walking the other day and we were just saying, look, how beautiful this place is. I can't wait to find another Mandra where mm. we feel at home, you know. Yeah. And, you know, me and my wife as well, I am Portuguese. So mm. I was born here, though. Um, we're in the process of getting my Portuguese passport as well. So. Oh, wow. We don't know. We potentially could be in Europe somewhere or, yeah. yeah, we're completely open, which is an amazing insight into where I'm at myself yeah. because I was so petrified of life mm. that I would never move away from Mandra. And now True. I'm looking at moving over to Europe and yeah. all these things, you know. It's Are you feeling more like ocean or more mountains or more forest or you don't know what you're really drawn to? For me... It has. To, I have to be near the ocean. Okay. I've lived near the ocean my whole life. Mm. Um, you know, this. I love an area like Denmark down south. Really draws me there. Denmark's beautiful because it is very similar to Mandra in the sense it has the ocean, mm. it has an inlet, but it also has these amazing forests, the forest, and yeah. it's an incredible space. Um, 
maybe a little bit too wet for me. Yeah, it's a bit cold. <laughs> a little it? bit wet. I don't mind cold. I, I quite enjoy cold, but just the just the rain, maybe. But, mm. you know, we're open. I'm True, yeah. completely waiting for this place to show up. Beautiful. Might be near where this tree is. Who knows? Hey, that's for sure. <laughs> um, I'm going to say one more thing to you. What are your thoughts about mixing psychedelics with breath work and things of that nature? Is that, yeah, how does that sit with you? I think you could um, do that to a lesser degree. Mm. Like you could essentially do like a microdose of psilocybin mm. um, with breath work. I haven't done it yet. That is, that is actually the next thing I'm mm. planning on playing with to yep. see how that goes. Um, Big doses, no, 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 mm. because you don't need it. It's already, it's already a different, yeah. a different medicine. They work in very similar ways. Yeah. So, you know, as I said, our mind is, is the gatekeeper mm. of stopping us from feeling. So when these yeah. feelings start to come up, our mind gets activated, and it says, "All right, let's figure out a way of pushing yeah. this down or escaping this feeling." Breath work. All that breath work does is it it turns your mind off. Mm. It's like having two guardsmen at the gate of a castle. True. You know, breathing and psychedelics walk up to the guardsmen like, hey, can we get in to the, to the feelings in the castle? Mm. And they're like, no. True. You know, you breathe and then you take psychedelics. Mm. It makes the guardsmen fall asleep. And you can enter True. the castle. You can go down into the darkness, down into mm. the dungeon, retrieve the treasure, okay. and then you can head back out. Yeah. What advice would you give to people who are toying with the idea of psychedelics and going down that road? What's that, sorry? What advice would you give to people oh. who are thinking about doing psychedelics or just first time want to dive in? Yeah. What would you um, I don't think psychedelics are for everyone, yeah. um, especially people who have really activated nervous systems. Mm. Um, I honestly believe that breath work is just as powerful, if not more powerful, mm. than psychedelics. Um, it, it's a lot safer. Yeah. Um, you are conscious the whole time mm. and you can stop at any time. Whereas psychedelics, you're, you're in it. You know, there's no escaping it until it's yeah. ran its course. Mm. Uh, so, you know, they're both amazing medicines. Yeah. But if you're wanting to start dipping your toes into this sphere mm. of... Uh, nervous system integration, I would definitely probably start with breath work yeah, or microdosing, mm. however that feels like for you. Beautiful. Yeah. Awesome, man. And is, is there a question that you wish people would ask you? Hmm. I haven't really thought about that. That's a good question. Mm. Like a truth that you've learned the hard way or something that's come up for you that's really profound and important that you sort of wish you could share but it just doesn't really come up that often mm. i think people are just always looking for someone else to fix them or looking for someone else to um, tell them they're okay or they have an answer or do this and do that and mm you fix me it's like every modality out there is going to somebody and saying can you fix me yeah. you know you go to the doctor you get medications you go to uh the psychologist talk to me 
-hmm. You go to the shaman, give me the drink. You go to the homeopathic, give me this. Mm. Breathwork is different because you are asked to show up for yourself. Mm. No one can make you breathe. I can't make you breathe. I can hold a group, mm. but I can't make you breathe. You know, so it's all you. This yeah. game is you versus you. If you want to live a happy, beautiful life, show up for yourself. Because mm. each time you invite life into your body, this life force energy that we breathe, you are rewarded. You're rewarded with a better life, more happiness, mm. more love, more joy, better relationships. And you can't get that until you choose to show up for yourself. Amazing. That's the biggest thing that I've learned. Mm. You know, it's like you hold the key. You know, Jesus, Jesus, I'm not a religious person, but Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is within you. Mm. From where I was to where I am now, if I, had done, if I do another, you know, 200, 300 breathwork sessions, I tell you what, I'm going to be pretty close to heaven because my life mm. is so happy right now. Imagine discharging more and more stuff. Yeah. You know? It's becoming more and more pure as you go. Yeah, well, um, you, if you don't have fear, mm. you just love. You know, if you don't have anger, you just have love. Mm. If you don't have resentment, you just have joy. True. You know, we've released these long-held safety patterns that we've collected, and only you can do it. Mm. Your life will become amazing. So the more you show up for yourself, the better your life will be. Beautiful. That's the biggest thing I can say to people is, mm. yeah, you hold the key. You hold the key to your future. Beautiful. Um, things like meditation, enlightenment, ascension, all those different types. Do you do much meditation work? Not a huge amount. No? As I, said, like I've, I feel like I've done enough, so much breath work that my, my mind is sort of, Clear. I feel like I'm in a, meditation and i've got heaps to go i'm not sitting here saying hey man i've done this i'm, I'm above anybody i just yeah. my life is good you know my mind mm. is quiet a lot of the time it's a very rare thing to hear from somebody yeah. but yeah. I, I believe that breathwork is the path to enlightenment because mm. i believe enlightenment is heaven yeah you know and because what is enlightenment what is heaven it's mm. the connotations would be joy happiness peace love true and if you can feel like that all the time then you are in heaven and you are enlightened, you wow. could say. Have you ever had um, experiences with spirit or been seen them or heard them or anything of that nature? Or has it all just been sort of these states of nirvana within? Yeah, pretty much just states of nirvana. But mm. I definitely know there are spirit, you know, there's spirits, because I do a lot of breath work at home. Yeah. So I get a lot of things happening around my house mm. that have been released by other people in my home um, so I know that you know spirits and all sorts of stuff like to hang around and, mm. and do their thing um, but no real angelic callings and yeah. and that kind of thing for me mm. um, not to say that they're not there and they're they don't help me but yeah. you know being real yeah. it's like it's not for me uh, I haven't had these happen just That's yet. Cool, yeah. Um, so after you've had sessions with people in, in your home, you've have noticed all well, the energy is a bit off in your house and mm. that sort of stuff. How, how do you sort of um, prepare a space and also when they've gone and you want to 
clear your house again and bring it back to normal? What are some things you do to really fix the energy of your home? Yeah, so harmonize it. Sorry. So I have um, I use a lot of bioenergy bio uh, geometry. Yep. Which is this. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of biogeometry. Uh, like a, it's a cube that um, transforms the energy of your house. Wow. Uh, there's also different shapes that you can put on. I put on the windows and so forth around my house, which is to keep the energy uh, nice. Um, I smudge the room before and after clients um, and in between clients and myself. Mm. I put salt at the door before people come into it's like a a witchy poo kind of concoction before people step into my house but no matter how much you do sometimes you do get things still come in Mm. um you know we had an incident probably a month or so ago now where i was sleeping and i could feel something was trying to either attach to me or like it was just annoying Some me. Kind of but mischievous. I could, yeah. Thing. And I remember listening to a podcast once where they deal with this kind of stuff. And they, they said that they've tried everything to like work with spirits to get them away. Mm. And they said that the only thing that works was is the name Jesus Christ. So I remembered this. So when this yeah. thing was happening, I was just in my head going, in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, like in the movies. <laughs> yeah, like just in my head, I'm like, you're not welcome here. Leave. Because yeah. I had my, my daughter next to me in the bed and my wife. Mm. And it happens a little bit for me, but I don't really share it with my wife because I don't want to yeah, scare her. And then she woke up in the morning and she said, oh, I had such a terrible dream. I had all these horrible pictures and oh, like wow. all these things happening um, to me in, in this dream. And I've you know, she's never said this to me before. Yeah. And I was like, well, there was, uh, <laughs> there was something in the room last night. Oh, wow. So we have a friend that clears spaces and mm. um, she comes around and she does her, she does her thing and yeah, sort, sorts all that out. And it's really interesting because there's only two mirrors. I didn't realize that mirrors apparently are a portal. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I had no idea. She, this lady told me. And we have biogeometry shapes on every single mirror in my house. Nice. Um, our bathroom mirrors, we have like wardrobe mirrors, everything has biogeometry shape. Yeah. There's only two mirrors that don't have them. One is behind a door, which we need to throw out the mirror, so yeah. we just put it behind the door. And the other one is a circle mirror in our dining room. And it's hard to put this shape on a circle mirror because it mm. would just look, Stand it's like out. a 90 degree shape, so it'll look a bit mm. silly. And when she came back out, she doesn't know this. She came back, she's like, yeah, there's, there was just two mirrors in your house that were causing a bit of funkiness. And it was the one behind the door and the round one. And I was just like, they just confirmed with me that wow. what she was doing is, is legit. You know, because there's always this aspect of me going, is this real? Yeah. I don't know. But out of the you know, 20 mirrors, she said, oh. these two mirrors are a bit funky. And they're the only two that didn't have this little clear uh, L90 shape on it. And that shape just sort of harmonizes the energy or allows it to be yeah. more of love or... Yeah, know. it just stops uh, electromagnetic fields and, and that kind of jazz. Wow. It looks like that. That little shape there. That's cool. Yeah, I, I got a, um, a, mirror ne- a mirror in my bedroom on my bookshelf. I'm like, I gotta put some... I'm sure I'm <laughs> yeah, I've got heaps of uh, yeah. stickers. I'll give you some. Awesome, man. I appreciate it, bro. I think... Um, that's a wrap there, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, bro. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. love it.